Oh, man. I feel you. I almost didn't make it. What happened? That dump was almost the end of me. Do you know what? You say that. I just had dinner, and I literally had to leg it to the toilet as well. Actually, when you said 20 minutes, like I also took a dump. And I've, yeah, been, of course. Uh, I've, che- I've been cheating on my diet for the last like two days, so my body's like, what are you doing? I, I made a big batch of chicken stew a couple of days back, and I've just had the last of it. And it's finally decided to work its way through my system properly. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Right. My buddy's got Corona, which he just told me today. Yeah. And he said that the Corona dumps are the worst. Corona dumps? Yeah. I didn't know it was a thing, but uh, apparently he's been quarantining. Is that a word? Quarantining? Yeah. Sure. Okay. He's been doing that and... Yeah, he's like his poops are real bad, and him and me, I'm, like I've seen his poops, they're pretty impressive. So if he's saying they're bad, and he's seen mine, you know, we're pretty open to one another. Yeah, I've seen yeah, yours course, as right. well, Mike. Yeah, and it won't be the last time. But yeah, I've but... been sending them because my diet has been fine, so I don't have any more impressive poops or smelly farts. It's just like these little pebbles of shame. <sighs> what pebble dashing? Yeah, little buddy. See... Yeah, see, I haven't, I haven't got Snapchat anymore, so you can't send them to me on there. I'll do it through Facebook. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll put it right on your. I'll wall put it as my story, and uh, I'll just tag you. In it. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Oh shit! Oh yeah, Mike's had a shit. Hey, <clears throat> there it is. Good, I got it all. Uh, uh... Give me a second. Okay, that's better. Huh. That's weird. What is? It's beer. Oh. What's weird about beer? This one is weird. At least I got it. I told her to pick up beer when she went out to walk the dogs. She came back with uh, Red Hook Variety Pack, and this one is Peaches for Me. (laughs) IPA loaded with peach and mango. Peaches for me. It's just made me think of the um, presidents of the United States song. I imagine that's where it's from. Shane. Yeah. The, the the band. Yeah. Oh no, the actual president. That's I legit got confused. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's easily done though, isn't it? What is confused, Mike? Getting confused. Yeah. Oh, it's I'm very gullible and I could confuse very easily. I should oh, not be know. an engineer at all. <laughs> I was gonna say, we know. <laughs> Alright, so I don't confuse you any uh, further, Mike. We're gonna we're gonna start the uh, episode right now. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> Your hosts, Ryan, Shane, and Mike.
And we're back. How was the volume on that? It was it was a good it was a good uh, good volume. Okay. <laughs> Every week I've been slowly tweaking it up one level at a time. <laughs> so maybe I finally hit the sweet spot now. It still oh, comes in all schmagoggled, but I think that's because oh, really? it's coming from like your end. Like it's it, it's gonna sound different on the final edit of it. Right, because well I, I don't have to get technical, but I record what I hear gets recorded. So whatever sounds good on my end is kind of what makes it in. Oh, OK. Um, but whatever you guys get, I also <laughs> record that, but I don't usually use that. Which sounds weird, but it's it's kind of how the backup works. You which lost reminds me. me, I should probably start the backup. <sighs> Whoops. Where is that? There it is. I got everything set up. This is the one thing I didn't do. Right now, we got to start all the way over. <laughs> Mike, repeat exactly what you said when you first came on Skype, so we can take it from the top. Well, uh, I'm transitioning. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I fucking knew it. Wait a minute. What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> He's going to become a butterfly, Shane. Oh, as opposed to a lady. I'll, I would never be a lady, even if I was a lady. You'd be a, even if you had the <laughs> even if you had the right parts, you wouldn't be no lady. I scratch myself way too much to be a Dude, lady. Dude, you'd be you'd be what we call in the UK as a geezer bird. A ge- so is that just like an old lady? No, no, no. <laughs> well, could be, but no. There's like it's a, a lady who looks kind of looks and sounds and acts like a guy. <clears throat> a geezer bird. Yeah. All right. There you go. That's your uh, your new word for the day, everybody. Shane's vocabulary. A geezer bird. Geezer bird. Hmm. <clears throat> Is that two right, words well, or one? Two two words. All right. Can you use it in a, in a sentence? What's its country of origin? Yeah, you're looking like a geezer bird. <laughs> That's good, because I'm a man. Oh my God. He's a man! <laughs> All right, well, welcome to All You Need Is Blood, <laughs> episode number 94. Oh God. I'm your host, Ryan Tudelo, and joining me are my co-hosts, Mike Whittemore and Shane Smith. How are you two geezer birds doing? <laughs> Boy, darling. Terrible. <laughs> well, at least you don't have the corona shits, Mike. That's true. Could be worse. Oh, God. Well, on the podcast, we like to discuss horror movies, talk shit to each other, various other nonsense, including but not limited to music, movies, games, comics, whatever else happens to come up. We're the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. Our Gmail is all you need is blood pod at gmail.com. The Facebook group, all you need is blood. Instagram account, all you need is blood podcast. And if you're listening to us, it's on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. Actually, I think the Google Play podcast doesn't exist anymore. I should probably take that out. No? I think it's something. I think it's called something else. I think it's called like Google Cast or Google Podcast or something. Ew. I'm not going to update my fucking list here. I already do it too many times. <laughs> I'll do it from now on. Okay, great. <laughs> anyway, if you're listening to us or you just come across us, type in all you need is blood, subscribe, <laughs> rate, review the episodes, and uh, let us know what you think. Okay, so what have you guys been up to since we last spoke? Uh, Mike. 
Did you use that burp to decide who to go first? Yes. <laughs> um, I've just been watching movies, man. I've been watching movies and studying for this test on Wednesday. And uh, that's about it. I'm up to 90 movies now for October. In October? In October, yeah, man. Oh, I've, my God. <laughs> I've been uh, doing like five or six movies a day. It's wow. going to slow down this week, obviously, but... Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm trying to get in as many as I can. Um, but yeah, I've just been uh, getting all these records that I've pre-ordered like earlier in the year when I had money. And now they're all like coming in at once, which is kind of nice. And so it's they feel like they're free. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you if you guys get that way, but it's like, oh, yeah, I did spend 20 bucks six months oh, ago. Yeah. Yeah, when that Friday the 13th box set yeah. came in, I was like, it's fucking Christmas. This is great. I forgot I ordered this. <laughs> so my um, there's this uh, company called Gimme Radio, and they have a Gimme Metal. It's like a like a radio station, online radio station, I think. I don't know. But they have this thing called the Gimme Metal Vinyl Club, and my cousin and I joined it a few months back, and they have um, exclusive records metal records that they release monthly. So it's like a monthly service that you pay 25 bucks a month, but you get a, an exclusive record and a pin every month, which is really good deal because that includes shipping. That's like 25 bucks is the final price for it. So the first month was possessed seven churches and the second month was uh, death leprosy. So that just came in, which is really cool. Um, so yeah, I've just been listening to records and studying and watching movies, and I have not been playing any video games. Mm-hmm. So actually, my buddy and I started a Army of Two for Xbox 360. Army of Two? That sounds so familiar. Is that real old? Uh, well, it's for 360. So I mean, you know. Okay. Uh, but it's basically designed to play with you and the AI. Or you and a friend, obviously. But it's really fun. It's basically like a Gears of War clone in a way, except there's no, like, aliens. Um, yeah, it's, that's a lot of fun. We finally stopped playing Resident Evil 5 after, like, six years. So, that's 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 what I've been up to. Mm. We know they announced the, uh, the new releases of Borderlands 3 is going to have local co-op, Mike. Yeah. They uh, they're gonna do local co-op there for both systems. <laughs> they're both systems are gonna do 4K 60 FPS upgrades, and um, there's one other thing too. This, I like, think they're free, right? Like if yeah. you have the other the old versions. Yeah, it's uh for PlayStation Five and Xbox. The upgrade is free, so you just gotta download a, a file. See, that's cool shit. Yeah. That's what they all should do. Yeah, well, Xbox is primarily making them free. It's all all their AAA games are going to be free upgrades, while PlayStation, they're like, oh, well, no. You want the new Spider-Man, <laughs> but you want the characters to look horrible? Here, pay me 60 bucks. And you can't even transfer over the save files? That's rough. Oh, come on. That's the only fucking game I platinumed on the PS5. Are you well, kidding? You're not going to platinum it anymore. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Nothing uh, on the PS4 and F5. What am I saying? Right, right. You know what I meant. And that comes out. Those come out soon. November, uh, about a month from now. Consoles? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to hold off for a year or so. I don't blame you. It's a good deal, though. 
I saw I linked an article on the uh, the board and some guy I think it was called ARS Technica and they were yeah. yeah they were struggling to find a difference between a PC running a 2080 Ti and a Series X Gears of War 5 was getting 60 or uh, yeah 4K 60 or uh, I always get the numbers mixed up but it was running like ultimate on multiplayer so and that's that's pretty impressive. Mm. Yeah, just t- speaking of numbers and shit like that today, I was uh, I was making breakfast in the morning, and I t- usually just have like random shit running in the background. I'll like listen to it while I'm making breakfast, and I was listening to like a Linus Tech Tips episode, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was going on. He's like, "Oh, this TV's got blah blah blah," and it's amazing that like even they're advertising 120 hertz and blah blah blah. And Elise is sitting there, and she's like, "What the fuck are you listening to?" <laughs> All these stupid numbers don't mean anything. And I'm like, I know exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. How about you, Shane? What have you been into uh, lately? I <clears throat> I have been uh, sleeping, watching movies, um, um, eating chicken stew. Um, uh, yeah, just watching lots of movies over the last week. Um well, I say lots of movies. Movies I missed one night, but that's uh, because it got too late to watch anything. But other than that, I mean, been doing all right, you know. Just been taking it easy and trying to get as much sleep in as possible. Taking it sleazy. Oh yeah, keeping it sleazy always. <laughs> it's just me you're talking about. Oh, man. Yeah, I missed a night, too. Man, you guys are pathetic. Shit piles up, man. I can't squeeze in five a day. I was like, oh, God, I'm not going to be able to make one this night. Uh, I still got to watch one today. I haven't gotten to that yet, either. Yeah, so far I've watched um, Planet of the Vampires and Rosemary's Baby. Do you know what? You say you talk about Rosemary's Baby, but I actually have... A copy of that on Blu-ray still in the shrink wrap. Mm. I got it on DVD. My buddy gave it to me. Yeah. Did you ever watch the sequel? <laughs> no. I think there's there's two sequels, I think. Really? Yeah, it's like, oh, uh, fuck. I remember it was a made-for-TV movie. I remember watching it. Uh... Does she become, like, a god? Because she gave birth to the Antichrist? I think one of them was sort of like an Omen sequel where, like, he becomes the president or something. Oh, God. Um, let's see. Look look what happened to Rosemary's Baby. 1976. What? <laughs> oh, God. Look what happened? Yeah, look, look what's happened to Rosemary's Baby. Oh, wow. Oh, pe- Patty Duke plays Rosemary in this. <laughs> Stephen McAddy's in it? Star-studded cast. Holy shit, Stephen McAddy's in this. That's insane. I thought there was another one, too. Uh, maybe not. Patty Duke. <laughs> I might actually watch that, because that is considered a body horror classic, apparently. What? Yeah. What is Rosemary's Baby? Yeah, it's in the listings for um, body horror. 
Well, that's not right. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. List of body horror media on Wikipedia. Ah, I, I looked at that list. There's way too many movies in there that, that should not be in it. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Uh, let's see, what have I been doing? As I mentioned, Borderlands 3, Mike, I uh, have been going back and playing it. And, um, like, so at, after I, you beat it, or I guess maybe you, you don't have to beat it now. They've got what's called Mayhem Mode, and instead of doing, like, what they had done in previous Borderlands, where you essentially restart the game but keep all your stats, um, if you go into Mayhem Mode, it just instantly makes all the enemies harder and puts, like, different buffs and all kinds yeah, of that was, things that was, them. That's been there since launch. Yes, but now Mayhem Mode 2, the, that came out probably in August, I think, was when that update went through. Um, and they, it's like 10 levels of Mayhem, and there's all kinds of stuff and weapons, and they just recently did uh, a thing where they buffed all these different weapons. So now it's there's not like four weapons you need to get, now there's like 10 weapons that are really good. Um, and it's a fucking blast, man. Like, it's it's one of those things that this has really made me want to keep playing it, whereas the previous ones, you get to a certain point, and you're like, all right, I'm, I'm done with this. Like, there's nothing else that I want to get to. Yeah. When, you know, once you've done some of the other stuff, but having having this uh, this much shit to collect and go through is pretty fun. So I've been playing that recently. Uh, they did have one gun that I got, the Hellwalker, which is fucking amazing. It's a double barrel shotgun. It's the double barrel shotgun from Doom or Doom Eternal. And every time you pull a trigger, it plays a Mick Gordon guitar. Oh, yeah, riff. I had that one in Borderlands 3. Oh, my, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I love it. I just love the idea of it. That's so funny they put shit like that in there. And there's all kinds of stuff. Like, there's another gun called the Blood Starved Beast from, um, uh, what do you call Bloodborne. it? Fucking Bloodborne, yep. And, you know, it's got, like, different acid uh, poison properties because the cool. Blood Starved Beast had poison. They, they do so many cool nods and, and references to other games and shit. I think that's really awesome. So I've been doing that. Uh, I've actually been reading some comics recently. I started reading the Weird Science line of comics which is from EC Comics, the same company that made, uh, like, Tales from the Crypt and Vault of Horror and The Haunt of Fear. And this was more of their, like, sci-fi stuff. And the stories in it are pro are more Twilight Zone than they are Tales from the Crypt. Like, there's a lot of, like, sci-fi stuff going on and end of the world and aliens and all kinds of shit. It's actually pretty good. I've been enjoying going through those. And, and they'll have, like, Ray Bradbury stories every now and then. Uh, and, um... Yeah, they're pretty good. So I got that on Comixology. They went on sale at some point during the year, and I picked them up. And other than that, really just watching movies and shit. Um, you know, just trying to get some October stuff in. That's about it. So Cool. Yeah, that's about it. Let's. Uh, I did manage to come up with some news this week, so... Or actually, more just trailers, but let's talk dun, about the news. News. <laughs> As I spill beer on myself. Now you smell uh, like peaches. Mm, get more in my beard, then I'll smell them all day. Same okay. here. First up. Oh, yeah? What kind of beard <laughs> is that? <laughs> I got a couple days going. <laughs> You got a little pepper on your lip. I don't appreciate you guys laughing at me either. I didn't laugh. Yeah, you were holding it back, probably. I was not. Please, Shane is the one who goes <laughs> out and gets his beard, like, groomed. 
Yeah, and what's wrong with that? I'm just saying, you've got a lot more work into that thing than anyone else. I'm like <clears throat> an intermediate stage between Mike and Shane. Well, I actually went and got my bed trimmed up on Tuesday, and it felt amazing. Because it was the first time I had my beard done for 11 months. Wow. Yeah. Trust me, it was fucking needed. You ever, like, wake up and it's, like, flat on one side? Like, you like you have, like, bed head? You ever have beard head? Um, I usually wake up with my beard trying to make its way up my nostrils. And then just fold it up. It's yeah, it just up fold it up. It's the way I sleep because sometimes I wake up and I'm sleeping face down. So it's, as I've done that, sometimes, well, when it was longer before I got it trimmed, it would kind of like work its way up my nostril or in my mouth, and I'd wake up in a puddle of drool, and yeah. it'd be like half my face was wet because I drooled all over myself that's, while I was asleep oh, and shit. That's terrible. I'm an old man. What can I say? Well, at least I didn't wake up and piss myself. Not yet. Not yet. It's coming. Yeah, I always make sure I wake myself up when I'm going for a piss. If I'm dreaming of pissing, I wake up, wake myself up and go to the bathroom because I know exactly what's about to fucking happen. And usually <laughs> I piss like a racehorse when I'm doing that as well. So I peed yeah. in my friend's closet before. <sighs> Were you asleep? Yeah, well, I, no. I, I have a habit of sleepwalking, <laughs> and I was really drunk. And uh, uh, I, well, I actually peed in her parents' uh, closet oh. at like three in the morning. You know, you're not the only person I've heard that from. My, <laughs> one of my brother's friends did the same thing, <laughs> only it was his own closet. And his wife at the time was not very happy with that. Oh, my God. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they're still together. <laughs> That's good. Oh, God. All right, so let's uh, get to our next news segment. Um, we, what did I put out first? Oh, the Fat Man trailer. Trailer for a movie called The Fat Man. Mike, did you watch this trailer? I didn't watch any of them. No, I'm just joking. I no, I did, I did, I did. You fucking sacked, man. <laughs> I, uh, I watched them. What, what are your thoughts on The Fat Man? I'm so down for this. It looks <laughs> so over the top and awesome. So Shane, you were you were hesitant on this one, right? I was, yeah. Did you watch the trailer? I did, and I've got to say, it looks really entertaining. I could well be <laughs> down for watching it as well. So, for people who aren't aware, the Fat Man is a Christmas movie starring Mel Gibson playing Santa Claus, and uh, a hitman uh, played by Walton Goggins gets hired to kill Santa Claus because he left, like, some mobster's kid a lump of coal for Christmas. So, him him and the hitman have to duke it out and battle each other, and there's some other, like, corporate interest that wants Santa Claus or, or some government conspiracy or something, and it looks super violent and absolutely insane, and, like, I think the best part is that Mel Gibson isn't playing, like, he's not, like, in a fat Santa suit. He's just Mel Gibson, like, wearing a plaid shirt, living in the woods. I'm like, yeah, that's probably how Mel Gibson <laughs> actually lives. Uh, it looks fucking insane. I laughed when, uh, towards the end of the trailer, he sees Walton Goggins, and he's like, you think you're the first? <laughs> I started yeah. laughing. <laughs> I was like, why? Why are so many people trying to kill Santa? <laughs> I love Mel Gibson. I'm I'm super down for this. Oh man, yeah, it looks it looks crazy, 
and <laughs> I think it's definitely worth checking out. I, what, I thought I wrote the date down. It was sometime in November, I think, right? Uh, I didn't see I the date. Like, yeah, November, November 2020. So it'll, it'll be before Christmas. I think that'll be a, a nice Christmas treat. Maybe we'll get it in an episode when it comes out. So, uh, I also put a couple of the trailers. I don't know if you guys have gotten to them. Yeah, I watched I watched both. Okay, yeah. The first was a, a movie called The Retreat, which looks like a nice cold weather movie out in the woods, of snow, and it's a Wendigo horror film. <clears throat> See, the thing is, right, when it comes to Wendigo movies, I mean, some can be good, but some can be bad, and, and this doesn't look great. No, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. This, this looks like it, it could hit the mark pretty easily. Yeah, but it was just watching it, and I was just like, nah, this is boring already. You know, and that's just from the trailer. So, for me, it doesn't hold out much hope. If I get the opportunity to watch it, I might do just to see what it's like, but it's just the whole Wendigo story thing. Just I just don't find it appealing. I think I'm hoping that it's more psychological than it is Monsters in the Woods. Right. Because I think they could have a chance to do something interesting with that. Yeah. But um, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of worried that it's just going to be Monsters in the Woods. Yeah, I've got to see. I've just, I mean, just watching it, I just look at it and I think to myself, yeah. You know, mm. it could be the latter, if you see what I mean. It could be Monsters yeah. in the Woods and nothing much more. But, um,. You know, if 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 the opportunity arises where I get to see it, then maybe I will. Otherwise, yeah. I won't bother. Did you watch this one, Mike? Yeah, it looks it looks all right. I'm there's not too many like Wendigo movies that I've seen, so I'm not really really like tired of the Wendigo oh, thing. I just watched wa- that one. I just played uh, that one PlayStation Four game. That's like my Wendigo experience. What's the name of that movie? Uh, not the Soul Keeper, the Gatekeeper. What the hell's the name of it? It's about a bunch of people that take snowmobiles out in the woods and they go to some house. And there's a Wendigo that people are like dying, and it's real bad. I think it may have even been a Mystery Sides Theater or at least a Rift Tracks movie. Really? Ah, uh, it had two names: the Ghost Keeper. Fuck! What the hell's the name of it? I know it has two names because I accidentally bought it twice. <laughs> <laughs> look at that i'm like oh wow this cover looks great now you got both. I, I bought it took it home i put it in there and i'm like wait a second i think i've seen this before <laughs> fuck uh yeah i don't know yeah this 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 could be hit or miss but uh i love like sort of cold weather movies and stuff and since it's coming up around that time i think i'm uh i'm gonna check it out also the other trailer that we looked at today was the empty man Comes out October 23rd, and is apparently, like, it looks like a Candyman-type movie. I don't know. You know like a it, Bloody Mary. It looks kind of shit. Uh, yeah. Looks like every uh, other one of those movies. For some it, reason, I, I've not seen it, but it reminded me, oh god, it's a Slender Man. Or oh, s- no. some shit like that. That movie was near unwatchable. I've not seen it, so... I mean, I know of the story behind Slender Man, but this one, I'm just like, nah, I'll give that one a misses too. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It looks shit. It it does. If you go on a bridge and blow into an empty bottle, 
And I forgot, do you throw it off the bridge or do you keep the bottle? Oh, and then, fuck not. <laughs> the empty man comes and gets you in three days? Like, what? That's weird because I just watched a, a found footage movie called The Butterfly Kisses. Right. And it's it takes place on a bridge and you're supposed to keep your eyes open for an hour. It's like, I don't know where all these like bridge myths are coming from. <laughs> I don't know, like, how many... What's the next myth? You gotta, like, take a dump on the bridge at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> as long as it's not the corona shits, you'll be okay. Oh, yeah. I heard those are the worst. <laughs> oh, my God. Fucking Miles this morning sent me a little animated video on YouTube called Poseidon's Kiss. <laughs> it's just a little cartoon of a guy taking a shit. <laughs> and as the shit hits the water, <laughs> the backsplash comes up in the form of Poseidon, and he comes up and he, he kisses your cheeks <laughs> and, then, and then diddles your balls and disappears. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm like, this is what I need at fucking 7 in the morning. Good job, Miles. All right, so what else do I got on here? Oh, this last one. I didn't send you guys this, um, but <laughs> Temptations, the cat treat company, has released a four-minute horror short specifically made for cats called Scaredy Cat. And let me tell you, if you're going to watch one CGI horror short made for cats by a cat treat company, this is the one to watch this October. You better send that to me. <laughs> it's pretty fucking funny. Send it especially to me. If, I will watch it right if you now. Know, like, yeah, if you know like odd, like uh, online cat videos and shit, if you know yeah. uh, like a bunch of them, you're going to fucking love it. I was laughing. I thought it was pretty Right, funny. well, send that to me now because I will watch it right now. Uh, where did it go? Oh, I closed that out. Let's see here. Da-da-da. Scary Cat the movie. There it is. Temptations brand. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to play this right now, but I will send it to you, Shane. Yeah, I am going to watch it right now. Great. Well, keep the volume down while you watch it. <laughs> well, it'll be in my headphones, so. <laughs> oh, you're wearing your headphones today. Well, yeah. Fantastic. So, all right, while you're watching that, Shane, um, some other news specifically about the Friday the 13th box set, Mike. Oh, they mute me. Offering... Just mute me. <laughs> they are offering some disc replacements Yeah, uh, I... for three of the discs. Yeah, because they're, like, missing features and stuff, right? Uh, I just fucking had that open. I closed it to open up Shane's goddamn cat video. Uh, I had a list of the things. We can't hear Shane, but we can hear him. Shane, you uh, know you also have a mute button. Yes, I don't have mute for Shane. He has mute. Oh, I think he hit it. <laughs> so anyway, Mike, uh, the disc issues are on uh, part three. The the 3D, if you're watching it in 3D, the opening credits uh, do not properly come out of the screen. <laughs> That's a deal breaker. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Um, on part nine, Jason goes to hell in the unrated cut of the film. It's missing one snapped wrist gore scene that is normally in the uncut version. In part 10, Jason X, it's missing audio during a scene in which Jason kills camp counselors in a sleeping bag. All right. So, uh, if you bought the box set, uh, if you go on whatever, just go Google it. Just type in Friday the 13th, uh, disc replacement. And uh, 
the shoutfactory.com uh, blog post will tell you what to do there. So, did you put in your request for years, Mike? No. Not gonna? No, I, I didn't even open it yet. I'm... Oh, I didn't open mine either, but apparently it's all the discs. Oh, so. it's seriously, it's all of them? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just like, maybe, maybe missing features. No, no, it's those three things that I mentioned. Oh. So, um, it, it's free. If you go on the site, you gotta, you have to send a PDF or a uh, screenshot of your um, receipt for buying the set. And uh, you fill out your address and all that shit, and they'll send you some discs. Oh, okay, cool. I'll do that today, then. So, yeah, get in there uh, before everyone else does, <laughs> in case they run out. Yeah. So. Oh, also, right. I mean, I don't know if people know this real quick thing, but uh, I post mm-hmm. put that ah, I put this on the uh, forum. Apparently, Arrow Videos got a streaming service out now, and you just go to like arrowplayer.com. That's five bucks a month, and they've got a pretty good selection of movies because just like the criterion channel streaming service it's basically everything they've put out on blu-ray or dvd and it's mm. a streaming so like all the godzilla movies are on there everything that they've released I, i'm pretty sure is on there wait godzilla was criterion not arrow or what's the oh what's the one that they just came out with arrow yeah Ugh, uh i don't know um i thought they just missed them because the, the, the big Godzilla set that's like a book, that one's Criterion. Was it? Yeah. Because it was that and the Bruce Lee one. I got them like back to back. Oh, it was Gamera. Oh. Yeah, that Cheap one. Cheap Godzilla. Yeah. So they have like all the, the Gamera movies on there. Like everything that they've released. So it's worth checking out. There's a good, there's a good selection. It's only five bucks a month. It's not really... Breaking the yeah, that's what I, that's a good idea because I'm more apt to sign up for like a streaming service that's like five bucks a month, as opposed to like ten or twenty. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's kind of why like like a bunch of the other ones. I'm like, I don't want to fucking pay for that. Like, like I'm gonna cancel Disney Plus <laughs> right after Mandalorian because I never <laughs> use it. Well, I know it's I know the next season's coming up. I haven't signed up yet, so I'm gonna wait till it comes out and then I'll sign up. Watch both seasons and then cancel it. That's only seven bucks, but Criterion, I think I pay eleven bucks a month. Mm. But I love Criterion movies, so I'm never gonna get rid of that. Mm. Hmm. What is the, what was the other one I looked at that I was surprised at how cheap it was? Oh, it was Full Moon. <laughs> no god, what was that two bucks a month? No, I think it's like seven bucks a month. But when you consider like, oh, if I sign up for one month and watch a shitload of Full Moon movies, that's definitely worth seven bucks. Yeah. <laughs> So that's a that's a really bad month for movie watching then too. Oh my god, you'd be you'd be putting yourself through the ringer on that one. <laughs> There's some treats in there, you know. You get a little doll man every now and then, something good. Yeah. But all right, well, I think uh, with Shane still gone, has it been four minutes? Did he? Fucking... <laughs> I don't know if he uh, if he finished his cat video or not. That was hilarious. That was. Oh, you did finish it. That was hilarious. It really was. I love it. Shane, I love in the middle of a podcast, you're just like, I'm going to bounce out for a few minutes and watch this. Yeah, man. It's like, the minute you saw it, I just thought to myself, oh, the, more, or the minute you mentioned it, I was like, I need to watch this. Mm. And that was awesome. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. All right, so let's get to our main topic here, fellas. We've gone through enough nonsense. And this one from Mike. Uh, had a good idea. 
to do uh, body horror episodes, as was one of your one of your themes for a day. Yep. You watched body horror. Uh, so why don't you start us off, Mike? You got a uh, body horror movie you want to talk about? Yeah, sure. Um, let's see, which one will I start off with? So I will start off with uh, both of my movies are foreign. So if you don't like reading subtitles, you're probably not going to enjoy either of these. Um, but the first one I'm going to start with is Tokyo Gore Police, which was made in 2008. The director is Yoshihiro Nishimura, <laughs> and he's a legendary makeup artist for movies like Meatball Machine, uh, Machine Girl. He did a uh, segment in ABC's A Death, too. He was, oh, Machine Girl, I remember that. <laughs> he's also uh, directed the Meatball Machine sequels. So um, I watch this on Popcorn Flicks. If you don't like reading subtitles, uh, that's dubbed on there, unfortunately for me. Um, and it's starring Ehi Sheena, who is the girl from Audition. Mm. So, in the future, the police force in Japan is privatized. There are people called engineers that are attacking and mutilating people. These, pe- these engineers can morph their bodies into weapons. So, like, for example, in the opening scene, an engineer's arm gets cut off by... Uh, Ruka, that's her the lead lead's name, and he grows out a chainsaw from it, and he starts like whipping it around, and he and, like he, he attaches a chain to it, and he starts like killing people and uh, just like whipping it around the room. And inside of these engineers, there's these keys, so they're composed of flesh, and you need to sever the key or remove the key in order to kill them. So the story itself follows Ruka, who's an expert engineer hunter in the privatized police force. And she doesn't use guns. She has a sword. And uh, she often gets stressed and mutilates her own arm with a box cutter. So she's just, she's just like, ah, and she's just cutting her, cutting her arm. And of course, they show everything. It's practical effects heaven in this movie. Um, she finally finds an engineer that is... Uh, killing people and kind of like the head engineer and she ends up losing the battle and the engineer installs a key inside of her making her one of them so the rest of the movie is about ruka trying to find and destroy all the engineers once and for all so uh if you like body horror this is one of the movies that you should probably be watching uh on top of the goofy engineers that could transform their bodies into anything there are these like fake commercials that show the most absurd things. Uh, one of them being an ad for wrist cutters, which is just <laughs> little knives with goofy colors. They got like schmagoggly eyes on them. Um, and they're advertised with like these young girls showing how cool it is to slit your wrists. Uh, another commercial shows uh, like a Wii type game where you realistically torture people with a sword. So like these, this family is in the living room and this one little kid is like, waving his Wii stick around. There's like a sword like taped to it. And on the TV, you, there's somebody actually getting tortured by the person <laughs> holding the Wii remote. Um, another highlight that I like about this movie is uh, Ruka's going undercover to catch an engineer that targets prostitutes. So she dresses up like one and gets on a train. So this random guy on a train begins touching her her butt. So she drags him out of the train and brings him to an alleyway. Keep in mind, this guy's not an engineer at all. He just thought that she was a prostitute, so he started touching her ass. So the guy is crying and saying he made a mistake. And she takes out her sword and cuts his arms off, and then uses an umbrella to protect her from the geyser of blood and walks away in slow motion. 
And one of the highlights for body horror uh, in this movie is there's an engineer whorehouse that people visit. So the female engineers are shown off and you can pick which one you want to go into a room with. They parade around and people get a number. You get their number and then enter a room for pleasure. One of the things uh, shown off is just a torso with nothing attached to it. It's stretched and has like a prolonged clit that begins pissing on people. (laughs) So another woman's legs is just a giant spiky mouth. If you've seen like clips of this movie, you've probably seen that one already. And this place is ran by the lead engineer and is used to recruit new engineers. So this man walks in and he begins getting a blowjob and one of the engineers bites off his penis and blood gushes from the wound. Like the, the, the effects in this movie are phenomenal and it's directed by a makeup artist. So it's, you know, it's gotta be, um, the movie's hysterical. And the creative ways they kill people in here is just awesome. Uh, there's not much of a plot. It's just kind of like scene after scene of just great effects. And it's very, a very loose story in the middle of it. But it's a lot of fun. Mm. So if you like body horror and you never really uh, dived into like foreign horror, I would say this is a good start because you can kind of just marvel at the effects rather than follow a, a, a read a story. So, yeah. Cool. I think I watched this one a, a long time ago because I remember the stuff with the engineers, and I can specifically remember that scene with the umbrella and the blood. <laughs> but uh, I'm having a hard time piecing the rest of it together. I don't know if maybe I just never finished it, or, or I don't know. But I remember it. I remember it being interesting. Um, but I kind of get this mixed up with uh, Machine Girl, which you had mentioned. Um, the other way, that's kind of another body horror type. Sorta. I actually watched both of them for my um, uh, uh, Japanese day, which I had. So Machine Girl is kind of different. It's kind of just like a revenge movie, and they just kind of stick a, mm. uh, stick a machine gun on this girl's arm. It's sort of body horror, but this is just like this is way out there with some of the stuff they they create. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good uh, good place to start for some crazy Japanese nonsense. <laughs> How about you, Shane? You got a body horror you'd like to pick? Um, that's just really funny, actually. Uh, I was just thinking of Return of the Living Dead Part 3, funnily enough, because... Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's uh, directed by Brian Yuzner, uh, written by John Penny, starring Melinda Clark, because who doesn't love Melinda Clark? And she stole the cop. Um, basically... Uh, I would say with this one, it's obviously it's a sequel to the the second sequel of the Return of the Living Dead franchise, and this one is about a kid called Kurt Reynolds. He's he, um he's just typical rebellious teenager with his girlfriend who uh, Julie Walker, who basically inspires all his bad moves kind of thing, and um, Kurt's father works on a military base. And basically what they don't realize is that um, his dad is working, working with the 245 trioxin gas um, as featured in the first two movies, obviously. And the military are trying to use the zombies in combat um, or they're trying to control them in combat so they can basically coordinate attacks on like the enemy kind of thing. And, he steals his dad's card um, to get into the military base. So they go in and investigate and see what the fuck is going on. And to the horror, they witness like, a corpse being reanimated and the guy 
or the zombie just like going, ooh, brains, and like as a bit of a nibble on a couple of the people who were working in there. And um, they they run out, and basically he ends up having a smash on his bike, which kills Julie, and he freaks out. So he sneaks her back in and takes her in, gives her the trioxin, which then reanimates her. And then what follows is the um, the tumultuous um, uh, shenanigans of what happens when Julie discovers that she's actually not living, but she's not quite, she's not dead, or she's dead, but she's not quite living either. And she's trying to work out what the fuck is going on. She can't eat normal food. She can't like react like normal people, and then she starts suffering pain so in order to ease this pain she obviously starts piercing herself and i've got to say um throughout the whole movie i got told i was sick in the head when i when i watched this for the first time many years ago i was told that i was sick in the head because i enjoyed the piercing scenes a lot Hmm. um but uh it's the idea of the um military attaching the zombies to exoskeletons to to immobilize them when they're not in battle um kind of goes a bit fucking wrong um (laughs) as when they try to shoot the zombie to freeze the brain and it doesn't quite work so um but as the movie goes on they end up meeting up with a ragtag group of uh drug dealers and all different types of people um, but just causing mayhem and Julie goes around and starts like charring down on people and everybody who gets killed she somehow bites and they somehow get reanimated so um, it's kind of gruesome kind of grotesque a lot of it is practical effects which is great because we all love practical effects and um, you know it's as the movie goes on she uh, she basically finds out that she is the only thing that will stop her cravings is by eating human brains. And how that happens is when there's a guy gets shot or he, he, he gets shot, something happens to him and he, um, he <laughs> I think his brains pop out or something like that. And then basically she just starts eating him. And it's like, when she's eating the zombie or when she's eating the guy for the first time and it's like just the, the popping and the squelching sounds and she's pulling the brain out of his head and all that is kind of like, ew, that's really cool. You know, that kind of shit. But um, there's like, she then becomes like accustomed to the pain and just becomes this complete matrix, this lattice work of piercing using glass and wires and nails and putting everything that she can into her skin to stop the fucking pain of being dead. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then she ends up, or they end up going back to the military lab where it's all gone tits up on a spectacular fashion. And it, um, it just goes a bit wrong because Kurt ends up getting bitten. And then he then, spoiler alert, he then drags Julie into the furnace where they both get incinerated. Yeah. Um, 
so basically it's I just thought this movie I mean it's 27 years old came out October 29th oh my god yeah are you kidding me? No, it's October 29th, 1993. Jesus Christ. I, I remember like being in the video store when posters of this were coming out, and I'm like, there's another Return of the Living Dead? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so excited. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of – it's one of those movies I remember watching it because I loved the first two, and – I mean, who doesn't love the first two? You know, oh, yeah. I mean, they're just classics. The first, the first one is a masterpiece. Oh, fuck yeah. So it's, you know, I remember watching this. I was like, oh, cool. There's a third one, you know, and I remember seeing Mindy Clark. In fact, I had a poster of that um, front cover um, on my wall when I was living at my parents, actually, um, back in the 90s, because I managed to, go, I managed to snag a uh, video poster of it which mm -hmm. was really cool but I don't, know, I don't know what happened to that but yeah it's just um i remember watching it and every i think i was with my buddy sam we were, me him his brother and his parents were watching it and i was just like that was really cool and i was like i love the piercing scenes and that was when i got told i was sick in the head and i wasn't quite right <laughs> so <laughs> i just got a message from mike um, he's just had a power outage or power surge. He'll be back after his router has restarted. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I I liked Return of the Living Dead three, um, and it's actually got familiar familiar faces in it because you've got Sarah Douglas who was in the Superman movies, um, Kent McCord as well. Yeah, I mean, even the director, Brian Usna, is fucking, you know, his list of directing things is awesome. Society, Pride of Reanimator, yeah. Silent Night, Deadly Night 4, underrated. Never uh, seen it. Necronomicon movie, The Dentist, Dentist 2, which I won't watch because that fucking freaks me out. <laughs> hey, going uh, to The Dentist freaks me out as it is, so yeah, I can relate to yeah, that. right. Uh, dentist horror movie. Ooh, yeah, I knew. Uh, Faust, Beyond Reanimator. I mean, it's just so many. Like this guy's fucking great. I love yeah, it. and I and this movie's really good. The the body horror segment itself, where she does all the piercings and stuff. Mm -hmm. I remember that used to make me cringe. Yeah, like, I'd be watching it just. <laughs> See, the funny thing about that is, right? Because at the time when that came out, I was well into the piercing thing. So because. Mm -hmm. I had piercings and shit, you know, back in the day. I got plenty of them done. But um, I think I think I had about 15 altogether. Um, yeah. So it's like, I don't have them anymore. I've only got my ears pierced, but the rest of them I took, away, I took out. But it was uh, at the time. I was Hang like, on, I got to break up a dog fight. Oh, right. Get out of this room. I'll be back. Yeah. Ugh. Fucking animals, man. That's alright. Ziggy keeps walking in, getting something to eat, and then walking out again. Well, that sounds good. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not complaining one bit. He's being quiet, which is great. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, Return of the Living Dead 3, I just think that was, that was a classic. I've not seen 4 or 5. So. Well, one is Rave to the Grave. Right. And the other one is Necropolis. Okay. And... Uh, yeah, Mike just said, can you re-invite him? 
Uh, do I have to? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see if he let's see if he comes in. Yo. Oh, All right, Mike, we've decided that uh, since you cut out on us, you're going to have to watch uh, Return of the Living Dead 4 and 5. Okay. Rave to the Grave and Necropolis. <laughs> yeah, Who I'm named not... those? <sighs> I've, if I remember right, I think they may have been Sci-Fi Channel premieres. I could be wrong, I th- but I think that's what it was. I think I've the seen the fourth one. I think. I remember the I remember the fifth one that's in a lab, and like there's like military testing and stuff. And the fourth one is about a rave somewhere, and I I really don't remember that. Wasn't that filmed in Chernobyl? I don't know, but that's awesome. Probably. I think that I think actually I remember reading a four and five were filmed in at Chernobyl, and they had to walk around with Geiger counters to make sure that they weren't getting infected with radiation or shit. Jesus. Yeah. Make their own zombie movie. All right, cool. Well, let's move on from The Living Dead. Um, So when I picked, I'm not going to lie, it's not the best example of body horror. However, I just have to talk about this fucking movie because I absolutely fell in love with it. Uh, This is Primal Rage from 1988, directed by Vittorio Rembaldini, another great name. Uh, He also wrote Nightmare Beach, uh, and it was also written by Umberto Lenzi. Uh, you'll recognize him from pretty much every fucking Italian movie ever. Uh, Ghost House, Cannibal Ferox, Nightmare City, Nightmare Beach. Uh, stars Patrick Lowe, who is in Sleep Slumber Party Massacre 2. Uh, Sarah Buxton was in Nightmare Beach. And Bo Svensson played every, like, scientist guy in every action movie in the 80s ever. So, like, I saw this guy, I'm like, oh, I know who that is. Um... So anyway, a scientist is working at a primate in some genetic <laughs> with in some genetic experiments testing lab with a retrovirus that induces rage and madness into anyone infected. Sound familiar? A, uh, a reporter looking into the animal testing breaks in and gets bitten by the escaping primate. <laughs> uh oh! <laughs> the baboon runs across the campus until it's hit by a car and killed, and the reporter slowly begins losing his shit while infected with the rage virus. And the bite starts festering and growing welts and, like, bursting pus bags and stuff all over him. And uh, he starts, like, just losing his mind. He goes on to infect his girlfriend. And also three rapists get infected later in the movie. And the whole movie climaxes at this, like, big Halloween costume party bash in the middle of a college campus. Um, This movie is fucking the definition of so bad it's good. I was laughing and having a great time watching this movie. It is, like, just top-notch. The music? Oh, my God, the music. You want 80s thrash? You got it. You want 80s pop? You got it. You want 80s rap? You got it. This movie has everything. It's the most 80s movie you can experience. All on a college campus starring a bunch of 30-somethings playing teenagers. Um... The pop culture references in the movie, like, when you look in the background, I want to do, like, a drinking game to, like, go with this. Anytime you see, like, a pop culture thing in the background, you'll see, like, people dressed up as Darth Vader, Admiral Akbar, a bunch of Disney characters, Universal Monsters, there's Spuds McKenzie's posters hanging out. Uh, the bad guys are wearing skeleton outfits from the Karate Kid. Like, it's, just, it's so funny, the dumb shit they put in this. Um, at one point... 
one of the uh, the, the rapists wearing a skeleton costume who's been infected by the virus. His hand gets degloved by a woman, and it not only pulls the glove off, but it pulls the skin off his hand too, and you see it like peeling away. Uh, it's pretty good. The uh, the special effects are pretty gruesome and awesome. There's a bunch of good stuff, like heads being cut off with axes and stuff. Um, there's uh, this dude smashes a doctor in the face with a baseball bat for pretty much no reason. It's extremely funny because he goes into the uh, into this like hospital and he's in the hospital waiting room, and it, and it really looks like like a cartoon or something comedic because there's like. There's one guy dressed up like a nerd, and then there's, like, a cheerleader, and then there's, like, a baseball player with a baseball bat. Like, why do they have, like, these caricatures of people just all waiting around? Only because they needed to get a baseball bat into the room somehow, and they're like, well, just have a baseball player in there. Um, some guy gets his head cut clean off. Uh, there's one partygoer that's dressed, he's got, like, a four-face mask on, like, there's four faces around his head, and they each have water spigots coming out, and one of the rapists comes in and smashes his head until water starts spurting <laughs> out of every spigot. Just, it's it's so over-the-top and funny that you can't help but, uh, you can't help but love it. Um, there, I mean, there's a bunch more stuff, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil the rest of the movie in terms of, like, the plot, who gives a shit about the plot, but the, uh, the deaths and stuff. Um, the only one I, I definitely want to tell you, there's one scene where a guy gets knocked off a balcony and he lands onto a sprinkler head and he's like sprawled out on the lawn in the middle of the day. And like every now and then the water's shooting out of his mouth because his head has been impaled by a sprinkler head. And it's like, it's like spraying on the wall. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so this movie is completely batshit. And I don't know how I went this long without seeing it, but. I mean, if you're looking to sit down and have a and have a good time with a crazy '80s movie that's just over the top and got insane music and insane stuff happening, this is one to do it. Um, so yeah, the body horror stuff. Yeah, there's some good stuff. The pus bubbling and hands coming off and all kinds of crazy stuff like that. But uh, the enjoyment out of this pretty much tops everything else. And um, if you get a chance, check it out. I know you could get the Blu-ray. Uh, from, uh, I got it from Dark Force Superstore, the same place that sold the Blue Monkey Blu-ray. So definitely get both of those. Fucking Blue Monkey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's a good one, so definitely check out Primal Rage. And it, is, it has no relation to the video game in the 90s of the same name, where there's an ape that farts at you as, like, a Hadouken <laughs> move. And there it is. All right, Mike, what do you got for your next one? Uh, I do want to add that I watched Primal Rage. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't know that anyone saw this. Based, What'd you think? based on your uh, recommendation. <laughs> and I got to say, I watched it a few days ago for my body horror day, and I forgot everything you just said. For some reason, <laughs> it just did not click with me. I did watch it on YouTube. Um, but yeah, I... I kind of didn't get it i thought the dude with the glasses he was like infected the whole time i i hate that yeah. guy i hate oh, him yeah. so much and i was like man i looked at val because she was over i'm like i'm like this movie fucking sucks <laughs> <laughs> i could I not up. i could not get into it I'm, i you know i'm if i see it out in the wild i'll obviously buy it but yeah I, oh man that's a shame, Mike. I fucking I, it was a it was a treat for me because I wasn't expecting much, and I'm like, oh baby. <laughs> I'll watch it again though. I'll give it another shot. 
Um, uh, but my uh, second movie is uh, Tetsuo the Iron Man. And I always called this the eraser head of Japan because it is so all over the place. It's in black and white. Um, it was made in 1989. It was directed by Shinya Sukamoto, who also did Tetsuo 2, Body Hammer, Bullet Ballet, Tokyo Fist. He's got a bunch of movies. Arrow actually just did a collection of all of his movies. And uh, this is where I saw the prequel, or the sequel, rather. So, uh, it stars Tomoro Taguchi, Nobu Kanoka, and Shinya Sukamoto as the metal fetishist. So, the plot is the metal fetishist is in his hideout, and he sticks a rod in his thigh. Later, it becomes infected, and he sees maggots. So, he runs out into the middle of the road, and he gets hit by a car driven by a businessman. While the businessman later goes home, and while shaving, finds a metal spike coming from his face. He squeezes it like a pimple, and blood squirts out all over the sink. Uh, Later that day, he goes to a bus stop and sits next to a woman who notices a piece of metal on the ground. She starts poking at it and kind of wondering what it is. And it kind of consumes her and overtakes her and kind of possesses her. And she's overcome by it and tries to kill the businessman by chasing him. She beats the hell out of him and takes her boob and literally squishes it and explodes all over her and and him. Uh, He ends up defeating her, but he's really fucked up from it. And the rest of the film, he's slowly transforming into the Iron Man. And it turns out it's revenge by the metal fetishist for hitting him with his car. The movie is insane this is one of the craziest movies i have ever seen and i absolutely love it um the metal or the the movie plays out like a long industrial music video it's the whole thing is in black and white it has um industrial music it has uh it's just the whole thing is in just like this metal overtone it's like rusty and metal and it's just that's if you could picture that in your head that's exactly what this movie is um one of the scene highlights is uh the businessman is having sex with his girlfriend and unbeknownst to him his dick turns into a metal drill and so so when she gets on top of him it drills her to death and you see blood just shooting out from behind her. And she's just kind of sitting there shaking. And the whole movie is him just becoming this metal Iron Man. And it's it goes into detail. In the beginning of the movie, when you see this guy pushing this rod in his thigh, it legit looks like he's putting a rod in his thigh. It's The effects are so good for this. Um, parts of it is just he's growing things out of him. And... Uh, it's just he's attacking people and there's so much blood and gore and uh, he transforms himself into all these different kinds of things and it's it's just it's a great movie just in general because there's different styles of filmmaking like I said it's black and white there's stop motion in a bunch of scenes the effects are amazing uh, the tone is just brilliant <laughs> excuse me so like the entire movie is about a man turning into like just an amalgam of metal. Every scene features body horror of some sort. It's extremely over the top. And the director also directed the two sequels for this, which is Tetsuo 2 Body Hammer in 1992 and Tetsuo the Bullet Man in 2009, which I have not seen. But uh, Tetsuo 2 is kind of an expanded 
think of it as like an Evil Dead 2 compared to Evil Dead 1. They kind of change up. They bring back pretty much the same cast, but it was kind of like a different origin story. And it's a bit longer. There's color in the second one, but there's still a ton of body horror into it. Uh, it's the same same guy. It's the same woman from the per- first, but they change it. So they're trying to coax him into becoming an Iron Man. And there's it's like longer. There's more of a story. And But yeah, both of these movies are just really really good and it took me a while to see this because i never knew what it was like i would always see the the um poster for it, but never dived into it so but this is another movie where if you're not really familiar with japanese movies or foreign movies in general like you'll really like this because there is <laughs> i would sw- i would say there's maybe a page or two of dialogue throughout this whole thing it's so weird uh there's not too many people are speaking when he's uh having a fight with that girl at the bus stop there's a there's a part where she hits him and it stop it goes into a stop motion scene where he's transformed or transported back to his like a garage and it just goes to a completely different scene it's like she was chasing him the whole way and it's it's it makes use of edits rather than just like a dialogue dump every time so it's it's really good for if you're unfamiliar with foreign movies and if you like body horror, this is straight up body horror. So, yeah. Wow, full out on that one. Huh? Yeah, it's great, man. Have you ever seen it? No, you know what? I own it and I have not watched. Oh, it. it's, it's so good! It's like sitting in my Japanese movie. It's only like an hour long, an hour and like six minutes. The sequel, oh, cool. the sequel is like an hour and like twenty hour and thirty. So even that's a little mm-hmm. shorter. But yeah, this is straight up just, you know, like black and white body horror. There's action. It's it's really good. Yeah, I didn't even know it was black and white. That makes me want to watch it even more. That's cool. Yeah, I I gotta get on it. I have to. Uh, I have to make it to it eventually. So many movies. I'll put another one on the stack. <laughs> I got some time off coming up, so maybe I'll start digging through them. If you don't want to, if like anybody doesn't want to pay for it, because they don't know if they're gonna like it, it is on YouTube. But uh, as I said, Arrow released a great collection by this director, and I really want to get into his other movies. I haven't watched any of his other ones. Yeah, Arrow's also having a big sale on now. Isn't it only overseas? No, there's a US US link. Really? Is it two for fifteen? I don't. I don't know. It's just a list of all their movies, basically, with you know discounts on pretty much everything. Yeah, they. uh, I know for overseas, they've got two Blu-rays for fifteen pounds or whatever they'll over there. Yeah, quid. I don't fucking know. Quid pounds, same thing. A stone. Arrow's expensive too. So they are. Them and Criterion, like, I love their stuff, but like I said last time, like, a, a sale for Criterion is still, like, 30 bucks for the Blu-ray. Right, I'm right. like, That's okay. the, only, the only time you can afford to buy it is when it goes on sale. <laughs> I've not actually bought myself any movies for a while. I've actually stopped myself, I've banned myself from doing it, because I always mm-hmm. end up spending far too much money on fucking movies and CDs and I'm like, do I really need this? Yes, I do. And then I get home and I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have bought that. <laughs> I do- did I really need another copy of Microwave Massacre <laughs> on sale for $17? I remember yeah, Val like, got me to watch Microwave Massacre. She's like, you got to watch this. And I did. I'm like, why? What is the point of this stupid movie? But I kind of like it. it. 
You reviewed it for the but you talked about it on the podcast a while back. Oh yeah. yeah. It definitely did. It's garbage. But it's great garbage. Like I would totally buy it if I saw it on sale. Let's <laughs> see. <laughs> what did I say? It was seventeen dollars. There you uh, go. On Blu-ray, the Blu-ray copy of Microwave Massacre. I love when you have movies like that that are just like this has no business being on Blu-ray. Like <laughs> people should not be watching this in high quality. Oh, that's awesome! You got another one you want to talk about, Shane? I do. Yeah, um, I'm going to talk about Splinter. The uh, film that came out in two thousand, yeah, film that came out in two thousand and eight, directed by and written by Toby Wilkins, um, starring Jill Wagner, Paolo Costanzo, and Shay Wiggum. Um, Basically, this one's about uh, a young couple going out going away on a romantic weekend of camping, um, and they get carjacked by. Uh, Shay Wiggum, um, who was also with his drug addicted girlfriend, um, and she's like completely fucking losing the plot. She's off her, she's off her box. She's she's gone beyond Shane levels of drug taking or what I used to. She's just like way out there, you know, just kind of bizarre, kind of funny. But basically, they end up in the woods, and or they end up in this gas station, and on their way. Um, they find like, oh, their car that they're in gets a puncture. Um, so they're on this road and basically when they investigate, they just see this corpse and it's got all these spikes sticking out of it. And the junkie bird, she, uh, basically gets pricked by it. She gets infected and then she eventually dies. But as she, when she dies, her body kind of reanimates and she's got all these spikes coming out of it sort of thing. And when they get to the gas station, the gas station attendant is in the um, same way. His body is mutated and all fucked up and shit and covered in all these spikes. And basically they find that for the rest of the movie, they have to try and avoid any contact with it. So to prevent themselves from getting impaled and shit. Um, and it all, it all goes uh, a little bit wrong because they're stuck in this gas station and they discover that this, this thing that is attaching itself to people and feeding off of the blood is actually a fungus. And it, Basically, it just literally gravitates to anything that's got that's warm, anything with heat. So they have to, in order to survive, they have to stay cold, so they don't get infected and they don't get attacked by, by it. But what this fungus has done, it's amalgamated all of the bodies that it's killed and turned them into like one being. And there's a really cool scene in the film where the, this uh, police woman turns up. And uh, she's trying to engage the situation. He stood there with a gun, and basically, this this mass comes down on her and rips her in half, and <laughs> makes her become one. Kind of like the thing, in a sense. Um, mm-hmm. and it basically, <laughs> yeah, they end up having to like fight their way out and get the fuck away from it. But it's uh. Oh, excuse me. Oh, shit. 
um, it was, as they're trying to escape, it's like everybody who they're with ends up getting affected and just dies um, in a pretty fucking gruesome way. And what I liked about this movie is that it's technically it's all practical effects. It looks practical. I mean, obviously there is some CGI in there, but the practical effects in it are brilliant. Um, and the actual acting, I think, uh, was it Shay Wiggum? Um, I thought he did a really good turn in this because obviously he plays like an escaped convict. He gets infected and then he gets his arm cut off. Um, because once he's got infected, his arm kind of like takes on a life of its own. And they discover mm. that any severed body parts actually come to life as well because they're infected with this fungus. Um, yeah, I think I think one of the, the the big body horror elements in this is like when those limbs get infected and like the fingers start snapping backwards. Yes. And shit. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That that when I first saw this movie, I saw this one. I was on like cable or something, like just randomly one day, and I'm like, I don't know what this is. I guess I'll watch a little bit of it, and like immediately, I was completely engrossed. I'm like, oh my god, how the fuck did I never hear about this movie? Yeah, it's like one of those times that you you're just like, oh, this one like slipped by me somehow. See, and uh, now I gotta now I gotta watch it again. Six, I remember watching it for the first time around at my neighbor's because he bought it. And he was like, oh, yeah, I've got a film called Splinter. I was like, oh, well, I've never heard of that. And it's new horror to me, so I'll give it a watch. And I remember buying it a couple of days later because I thought it was fantastic. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed it. It was such, it was so well done. And I thought the uh, I thought the acting in it was pretty cool. The gore in it was really good. Um, it's like with the body horror aspects. I mean, for me, it was obviously the, the creature when it's basically – become the girl, the garage attendant, and the copper, when it's basically taken all of their parts on and mm. it starts attacking people. You're like, holy fuck. Because it also made me jump. There's very few movies that make me jump, and that actually did make me jump. So that was pretty cool. Um, and I just thought it was really well done, really well written, really well directed, brilliant effects. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was a classic. Yeah, and it's one of those ones that most of it takes place, like, just in the gas station. Yeah. And and I like when you have, you know, a movie where you're sort of locked into one place like that. And there's, like... It's claustrophobic and everything. Yeah, there's, like, six people in the entire cast as well. So what I thought was really cool was, like, a minimal cast. So you didn't have all these other people fucking running around going, oh, my God, you know. But you just got those six people, you know, like all stuck in that really impossible situation, and then you know they end up escaping, but not without cost. Yeah, right. Mm. But the scene where um, uh, Dennis gets infected and his arm is just like all twisted and fucked up. And then they end up amputating it by using that fucking brief. What was it? They tie him up, and then they cut his arm off while he's awake. And then they get that breeze block to snap the bone off. 
Yeah, it's cool because they're taking a, a box cutter. Yeah, and the guy's it. like, yeah, it's not going to get through the bone, so they they cut all the skin around it, and then they have to take like a, a really heavy thing and smash the arm off. It was great. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah, that's such a fucking oh, awful man. scene. I can remember watching it for the first time, going, "Oh shit, that's going to stick." And Shay Wingham, I mean, he's been in. Oscar nominated movies like numerous amounts. Like oh, I would yeah. say I think I was reading on his IMDB page, it was like six or seven Oscar nominated movies. <laughs> so oh, seeing God. him in a two thousand eight indie horror movie <laughs> is kind of funny to see. But he, I think he carries us. The cast is really good in this. Yeah, I mean he was what in Boardwalk Empire, True Detective, Fargo, Joker. Yep. Um Fast and Furious and Fast and Furious Six. Yeah, we won't talk right. about those. Yeah. But, I mean, I remember him being... He was in... What did I watch recently? Oh, yeah, Vampires vs. the Bronx. He was in that. Less said about uh, that movie. Is that a good thing? or No, less said about that movie, the better. That's all I have to say on that. Yeah. But, um... I mean, they, he, yeah, that's a good one. I didn't, I didn't even think about this one, but as soon as you said it, I, I, I could just picture the fingers like <laughs> snapping back. I'm like, eh! yeah. <laughs> I remember that movie now? Oh shit! Oh. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah, I gotta watch that again. I haven't seen that in forever. Probably since it came since it came out. See, I've I bought it on DVD years ago. I don't watch it very often, but I should because it is one of those films that I can quite happily watch and not get too grossed out by it. Mm. That's because you're a sick freak, Shane. Well, of course. I honestly thought you were going to come on here and start talking about Dr. Pimple Popper. I could talk about Dr. Pimple Popper as well. No, we don't have to. Every episode every episode is a body horror episode. See, there was a really cool one that she did, uh, put up the other day. Guy with a cyst on his, or was a lipoma on the back of his neck. And it was the size of a watermelon. <laughs> that's not a cyst that's like a human being in there it's like a baby in there yeah Got a pimple baby <laughs> oh god but yeah it's uh quite funny but yeah i've also i also um before we go any further i actually spoke to a couple of people earlier on asked them opinions of some of their favorite body horror movies as well Mm. And, um, you know, I forgot to put a post up about it, but I was chatting to a couple of people. And my friend Jeff Straw on Twitter, Jeff Straw Branding, um, he basically said D. Snyder's Strangelands was a good one. I could um, see that. Yeah. Um, he also said Black Swan. Um, okay. Yeah. And he also said American Werewolf in London. Um, where we both agreed that the transformation scene was easily the best on any film ever ever made. Um, what else we got? Um, my friend Keith uh, Keith Wilkinson was uh, this one was quite funny actually. Um, I, he suggested oh, where is it? Because I was chatting to him on uh, WhatsApp, um, and he suggested Teeth. Mm-hmm. which I thought was quite funny because primarily that film is actually quite funny. Um, he also suggested Martyrs, the original. 
Oh, yeah. Um, and then he says, would Jennifer's body count? I enjoyed watching Langer for other reasons. And I replied, had nothing to do with the erection it gave you, did it? What? <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about. I was like, yeah, yeah. Um, then he said, uh, brain dead as well, or dead alive. Yep. Um, what else have I got? Um, a friend of mine, Dan, Dan Bearded on Instagram, suggested, well, what was the film he suggested? Um, oh, he he subscribed to us as well, by the way. Oh, he suggested Taxidermia. Taxidermia. I haven't seen that one. I haven't either. So I don't know what that is about. But he suggested that one. And I think that's about it, really. I don't think, um, I, don't think I uh, questioned anybody else. Mm-hmm. No, no, I didn't, so... Yeah, and that was it. Sweet. All right. Well, I got another movie to cover here, Shane. Mm-hmm. This is. I felt like we couldn't even we couldn't discuss body horror without at least bringing up David Cronenberg because he is the undisputed king of body horror. Um, pretty much all of his movies have some horrible thing happening to people and experiencing some type of bodily torture, and. Uh, yeah, it's like, I mean, when you think, we talked about The Fly, like, uh, not a week ago, but the episode before that, and it's like, yeah, that's a great example, uh, Shivers, Rabid, like, all these things are just horrible things happening to people, to the human body, and, um, you know, he's fucking just the best, just the best. So I just, I decided to take up one of my favorites of his, Videodrome, from 1983, uh, again, directed by David Cronenberg, stars James Woods in maybe my favorite role of his. It's got also has uh, Debbie Harry and uh, Sonia Smits. Uh, Woods plays Max Wren, a producer for a sleazy television station, and he's looking for his next sleazy, violent thing to broadcast on the station. Uh, he's introduced to a program called Videodrome, which appears to be of people being tortured in sexualized ways. Uh, he, he sees it through a stolen satellite feed that he, his friend hacks into, and uh, Max sort of develops a fascination with this program and wants to have it on his own channel. Um, so he starts looking into it and discovers that it's made in the U.S., and um, a woman that he's seeing also becomes obsessed with it and wants to be a uh, contestant on the show, being the one who gets tortured. Um, so he starts investigating, leads him to a guy, Professor Oblivion, who explains to him that Videodrome isn't uh, the program itself, but a signal under the program that causes hallucinations and brain tumors, and the program is just a way to show, like, sexualized violence that opens the mental pathways so that the Videodrome signal will be accepted into the brain. Um, and it turns out that it, he was in cahoots with, like, this military contractor that wants to develop it as a form of mind control, and uh, Max's hallucinations start to get worse and worse. Eventually, he develops a chest vagina that's just about large enough to store a gun or a Betamax tape. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and after the company monitoring his hallucinations, the evil corporation uh, brainwashes Max and wants him to kill his, his partners and give them his channel so they can broadcast the Videodrome signal over it. Um, to, I don't know, take over the world or something, I guess. I don't know. And um, eventually Max does this. He goes goes on a killing spree, 
and then he he is set to go kill Professor Oblivion's daughter, but she is aware of what's going on, and she reprograms him to go kill the bad guys, and his arm, like, mutates into a tumor gun that he can fire tumors out of into people's bodies, and they explode into, like, pulsating gelatinous tumor messes, which is one of the fucking best... One of the best kills ever is uh, the, the guy that gets blasted with a tumor gun. Um, it's, it sounds so fucked up, but it's it, this is just what happens in the movie. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the, the movie's very surreal. Sometimes you don't know if what you're watching is a hallucination or if it's he's actually seeing and doing these things. Like, he seems to keep being reprogrammed by people putting videotapes into his chest vagina. Uh, in one case, one guy tries to do it and his hand gets like chewed away and mutated into like a nub. I don't know. It gets real weird towards the end of the movie, but it's it's like a beautiful movie. It's acted perfectly. There's so many great scenes in it. Um, James Woods is fucking amazing in it. The special effects are top notch 80s gore. You know, you're not going to get any better than the practical effects in this. And uh, overall, it's it's definitely one of those few movies that the more you watch it, the better it gets. Like, every single time I watch the movie, I like it more and more. So this one, um, it definitely stands out. I think it's a great movie with a lot of rewatchability. Uh, what do you guys think of uh, Videodrome? I just watched it again um, on my body horror day, and I agree with you. Every time I watch this movie, I like it more and more. I didn't like it the first time I watched it. I was like, what is this? I thought it was a little too weird, but I've developed a, a, a liking for it. James Woods is yeah. awesome in this. You can see Blondie's boobs. <laughs> oh, Deborah Harry. Yeah. Did you know? Well, I, didn't really, I knew she was, quite, uh, she was getting on a bit. She's 75 years old now, Deborah Harry. Wow. How old's James Woods? He's I'm younger. Is he? Really? Yeah. Cool. So uh, he's like two years younger, even though he looks like that he could be her dad in video. Right. Drum. He looks like he's 50 in this movie. And she's like two years older than him. <laughs> yeah, but I, I really like Videodrome. It's, uh, I feel like I could like it more. I feel like something is missing. Like, I feel like they really could have expanded the story a bit. Mm. That's just me watching movies and not making them, so I have like no say in the matter. <laughs> but uh, yeah, are you kidding, Mike? You're you're an an internet movie uh, responder. You're allowed to have every opinion about. I'm movies a neck. And tell I'm, a, I'm a neck be beard it. that just gatekeeps all day. I have no say in the matter. Yes. <laughs> what about you, Shane? Yeah, I've seen the uh, yeah video drive. I've it's been a while since I've watched it actually. Um, I don't own it on DVD, but um, the horror channel in the UK occasionally um, puts it on, and I find myself watching it and thinking ew every time I watch it. So yeah, yeah, it is one of those movies that makes me get ew a lot. Was was this a video nasty when it came uh, out? No, I don't believe it was. Because that shocks me. There are awful things in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't believe it was considered um, as a video nasty. Um, well, not that I can remember. Mm. Definitely a Canadian classic. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there was, a, there was a book for it as well, so I can't imagine what the book would be like. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I was just talking to my uncle uh, about this, and he was saying, he's like, I can't believe, like, he's like, I can't believe you like Videodrome. He goes, that movie, he's like, I love that movie. I guess he was working at a movie theater when it came out, and, like, people would, like, leave the theater horrified, and, like, that was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my that's life. That's great. Yeah. Like, that's fucking awesome. you got to love movies like that, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anytime a movie offend someone to the point that they have to leave because they're going to be sick or something. You're like, yes. I watched a um, movie the other day. It was a French movie called Climax. It was a psychological horror movie. And Oh, that's a Gaspar Noah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. literally the first half of the movie is just dancing and gossip. And it's just a bunch of dancers with like in real life, no acting experience. And uh, the second half is all done in one take. So it's a 45 minute one take. And uh, it gets into some trippy because someone spikes their punch with LSD. And I know I know this is off topic, but I was reading the IMDb page for it. And I guess when it uh, premiered it, I think it was Sundance, like a hundred people left. And (laughs) like that includes reviewers as well. But it's still got like a 10 minute standing ovation at the end of it. So it's just kind of funny when people like do walk out of movies and then you have the complete opposite of people. They're just, you know, on the edge of their seats, like six bucks yeah, like us. Fantastic. <laughs> I love Gaspar Noe. I got to I, I have not watched that yet. It's on my it's, again. It's another one on my list. That's a fucking he's he's great, man. Enter the Void. And uh, I mean, even Irreversible is such a hard movie to watch, but it's like intense. I've never seen his other movies. So I got to I got to dig in there. Yeah, if you watch Irreversible, it's a movie that takes place backwards. Like the footage isn't backwards, the scenes are backwards. So like at the beginning of the movie is the last part of the story and it works its way back so you can see what happens and what's what's going on. And oh man, it's it it's got the just worst rape scene of any movie. Oh wow. Oh, it's it's horrible. <laughs> like you're watching it. I was watching it. Lisa hadn't come home from work. And I'm like, I need to stop watching this scene now because she might be home in the next five minutes and she can't be watching in the middle of this. Like, it's so <laughs> fucked up. Oh, man. Yeah, it's crazy. And then Enter the Void is just a psychedelic trip of, like, um, sort of like what happens after you die. It's it's just crazy. All the visuals are just out, out of this world visuals in that movie. Um, and apparently I think there's like a three hour version of it, but good that would Lord. be too much. Oh yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's a good movie. I like it. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think I could take three hours of it. You yeah. Know? But, uh, yeah, he's great. Um, cool. So we got any others? Did you, uh, do your last one? Oh, you did. I did, but I, there's one movie I just want to mention. I didn't have any notes on yeah. it or anything. And it's, <laughs> I watched on my body uh, horror day. It was made in Australia in 1993. It's called Body Melt. Oh, Body Melt! <laughs> I love Body Melt! <laughs> so, 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 I'm just going to read the IMDb thing on it, but it's yes. residents of peaceful Pebbles Court Homesville are being unknowingly are being used unknowingly as test experiments for a new body drug that causes rapid body decomposition, melting skin, etc., and painful death. This movie is wild. It is all over the place. Like, people, they live in this community where they're being tested on because they are being given these things that they think are vitamins. It's like a super drug, but it just causes people to, like, decompose. And... 
there's like these these uh, hillbillies that live in rural yeah. Australia that have like some goofy offspring because they keep having sex with each other and it's just it's really it's not the best movie in the world but i if you like body horror this is a comedy horror comedy and it's it's worth watching it's on prime video you can watch it on there so (laughs) (laughs) i i got that dvd mike shit uh like probably like 2002 like a long time ago and I would tell people about this movie, and they'd never heard of it. I'm like, it's crazy. It's Australian. There's, like, hillbillies riding around in dirt bikes, and, like, people are just melting and exploding. And they're, like, they're just shocked. Like, what are you talking about? I love that now it's just available to stream for free. The tagline is great. <laughs> it's a stage one hallucinations. Stage two organ failure. Stage three body melt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's actually on my list of other examples of body horror. Oh, body nice. Melt was the first one. <laughs> Perfect. That's great. Yeah, we did have some write-ins I posted on the Facebook page of what people liked. Uh, Connor Blackman says, American Mary, Tusk, The Fly, and Frankenhooker, to name a few. Yeah. And I think those are all excellent choices. I oh. like Tusk. Oof. I, I'm not really a huge really? fan of later Kevin Smith movies, but I really like Tusk. I, the ending was kind of goofy, but the rest of it was really good. I don't know. I thought um, his, his take on uh, Westboro Baptist Church in the Red State, I thought was fantastic. Yeah, stay away from uh, Yoga Hoses. Yeah, the movie's piss. Did you have any more write-ins? I did. Uh, uh, Amy Davis Tobin says uh, that she could go on a weird tirade about Existence, another uh, Cronenberg movie, which I haven't seen. Apparently, it's about like video games, and there's like like a game console like connects to your spine. And yeah, I haven't seen it either. Lost sort of in it. What's I haven't seen it either. But I was as I was researching like Cronenberg movies, I look at Val. I'm like, why haven't we watched this yet? Yeah, I know. I thought the same thing. I'm like, how does this slipped by me? What seems even weirder, too, like, I go, I went online and was like, oh, let's see if I could find, like, a decent Blu-ray for a good price. And there's not a lot of them, and the only Blu-ray releases in the U.S. I could find are, like, three packs with, like, shitty other movies <laughs> stuck together in, like, a Walmart three-pack. It's got a <laughs> decent rating, doesn't it? And uh, I don't know. Jude Law is in it, Jennifer Jason Lee. It's got a, almost a seven. Yeah. So. I'll definitely get that eventually. Uh... Rob Richardson says the fly and he can't remember where he was reading about this. But if you took all the transformation scenes in Josh Trank's much, much maligned, the Fantastic Four movie, it makes for perfect body horror viewing. And he's inclined to agree with that statement. Um, and I, th- I thought that was fucking brilliant because apparently on that fan four stick movie um, that the, Josh Trank originally wanted it to be like this Cronenbergian like awful sci-fi horror story starring the Fantastic Four, and I'm like, fuck, I wish we got that. That would have been great. Man, that would have been amazing. Rob's a really yeah. good friend of mine, actually. You should check out his art as well. Uh, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, you can follow him, uh, Primitive Paints, on Instagram, and he um, occasionally posts his artwork on his personal Facebook page, but you can follow him on Primitive Paints. He's the guy who yeah. did me. He's done me a couple of Queen Alien portraits um, over the years, and his artwork is basically oil on canvas with watercolors and stuff like that, and it's fucking amazing. Mm. But yeah, well, he's, a really, he's a really good buddy of mine. Willem Dafoe plays a character in ex- uh, existence called Gas. 
Well, if it's got Willem Dafoe in it, then I'm in. <laughs> Literally, I'll watch probably anything with him. Oh, hell yeah. I got a couple of writings oh, when then, you're um, done. I was going to say, uh, Larry Dwyer uh, said Society by Brian Usna. And absolutely. Oh, yeah. The, the ass face guy and all the, like, that part where that, was it his sister? He looks in on the shower and, like, her tits and her ass are both, like, on one side. <laughs> I think Val bought the Blu-ray of that, which I haven't bought yet because it's like ridiculously expensive. And uh, oh, it? yeah, it's like I th- every time I see it, like in, in a disc replay, it's like thirty or forty bucks. Is it Arrow? I think so. Yeah. Um, but she opened up the <laughs> she opened up the cover, and it's just the ass face, <laughs> like where the disc is supposed to be. <laughs> Let's see, Arrow. Yeah, here we go. Oh, out of stock, nineteen dollars. Oh, really? Man, why are they charging so much at other places? That's on sale, nineteen. Oh, this is the Arrow. Oh, sale. that's why. There you go. Society. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Uh, let's see what else. I did have a list of some other ones on here. Uh, I said Body Mel. Uh, the Void is kind of. It, that's another one where you've got like that big monster thing all the flesh coming together that's another movie that i uh, hated at first and then i really liked on um, some subsequent viewings i was kind of lukewarm on it i only watched it the one time i, I like it the more i watch it yeah. i think i was expecting uh, more of the thing sorry to cut you off but everyone was yeah, like comparing no, no, it to the thing and i watched it. i'm like this is not the thing at all <laughs> so i was disappointed i liked that it was lovecrafty and that was my favorite part was that it was that sort of horror beyond horrors. Yep. Um, other uh, body horror stuff. I, I, I've mentioned uh, Thanatomorphos before. Um, that's another one where this, this girl is just like decomposing and it's just horrible, disgusting to watch. And then another one of my personal favorites, while it may not be a great movie, uh, The Incredible Melting Man is definitely worth checking I out. I watched that the uh, other day too. Oh, did yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> It's so funny. It's it's harmless, Did, but I don't I don't hate it, but it's not good. <laughs> uh, if I may recommend something to make it make it a little bit better, watch the Mystery Science Theater version. Yeah, I knew there was, but I did. I feel like that's cheating when I'm watching horror it movies, is. you know, because I'm laughing more than anything. I, they do cut out a lot of the melting gore stuff too out of it, but it's uh, I don't know. I, I for some reason I have a soft spot for that movie, and I don't really know why. I think I just love the special effects at the end when it's just this. He, he reminds me of the, um, in RoboCop when the guy gets hit with the toxic waste <laughs> and he's just like stumbling around and then just explodes when he gets hit by a car. The budget was so low for that. I think all, who did the effects for it? That's, uh, what's his name? Uh, I don't know. Screaming Mad George? I'm just kidding. No, it's, uh, not Rob Botton. It's the other one. Uh, well, it's not Savini. No. I don't know. Incredible Melting Man. Let's see. I'm drawing a blank. Yep. You're blowing it. Oh, Rick Baker. It was Rick Baker. Rick Baker. So, yeah. So, they... Aha! Rob Patin was on it. (laughs) Was on what? Uh, Assistant makeup artist. Oh, God. But yeah, they uh, Rick Baker was offered like he he was offered to do it, and he's like, "Nah, I'm not gonna do that because he feels like he moved away from like super low budget horror." And then I guess they gave him like an insane amount of money, 
So he's like, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure all the all the budget went to him. What's weird about that movie is it really seems like like the plot is like a 1950s plot. But the movie was made in the late 70s. It's it, it, it's just goofy and weird, like a space trip. And he comes back and he's irradiated. I don't know. And they didn't have any footage of where they were going. It was just right. uh, two, like two or three guys in a space shuttle. Like you haven't seen, you haven't seen the the sun from the the rings of Saturn, <laughs> and it's like they show <laughs> they show scenes from the moon landing, and then they show like a sunrise on Earth. And I'm like, what is going on? But they tried. Oh, yeah. Oh man. So what else you got, guys? Any other ones? Um, I. I haven't watched in a long time, but I would say Spontaneous Combustion with Brad Dorf. Oh, yeah. Um, but as for write-ins, I only have two on the Instagram page. Uh, Patrick Timothy Shaw said Society, From Beyond, The Blob, Street Trash, Ooh, from beyond. and Videodrome. <laughs> Street Trash, I forgot about that, that. I mean, the guy melting in the toilet, you can't go wrong. And then, sure. uh, penis football. <laughs> and, uh, Killa Cubano said, Society for sure. Don't forget Street Trash and Videodrome. Of course. A lot of repeat offenders on this yeah. one. Society's that main. Man, that is one weird movie. Yeah. Yeah, I miss the days when you could find a movie like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, what is this? I guess I'll just watch it. And then you come out of it like, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, that's the first. Even I knew what I was expecting out of society. The first time I watched it with Val, I looked at her. I'm like, "This is, <laughs> this is out there." <laughs> so, I think we gave some people some great stuff to look yeah. into. So uh, let's wrap this one up. What do you say, boys? Sure. Sounds like a plan. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening. And uh, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, Gmail, all you need is bloodpod at gmail.com. The Facebook group, all you need is blood. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, I'm on Twitter at Ryan Tudelo. On Instagram, all you need Ryan. And I'm on the Facebook page, the UHM Fans Facebook group, the um, upcoming horrormovies.com message board I'm on. And we're still doing 31 Days of Horror, so this episode will hopefully be out. <laughs> still in October. <laughs> So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll try to double them up this week. A little double duty. So, yes. What about you guys? So I'm on, uh, I do the, uh, podcast Instagram page and everything else that Ryan listed. I'm on there as well. Shane, what about you? Oh yeah, me. Um, right. Uh, yeah. Um, you can find me on, um, Instagram, uh, at rabbojin 74. You can also find me on, um, Twitter, Dead Hell Society. I'm also going to give a, I'm also going to give a shout out to um, at Jeff Store Branding on Instagram and Twitter, and Primitive Paints on Instagram. Because cool. they're my buddies who took part, and that um, Jeff is a multimedia expert. He's also a musician and all that sort of stuff, and. Rob is an artist. He's done comic work and always done a couple of comics in the past. And he does a lot of painting, which is just awesome. 
we're doing uh shout outs i would also shout out uh val's instagram because she's yeah. doing um 31 days of horror but just for video games that she has yeah that's nuts yeah she's uh, just for an example of what she actually goes through because i had to actually go with her to take a picture of a video game out in the wilderness because what <laughs> Yeah, man, she's got to have the good background. Yeah, so far, I mean, she's she's posted about uh, Cold Fear, Resident Evil Remothered, um, Vampire Night, uh, Jew on the Grudge, Silent Hill, Shattered Memories, Dino Crisis. So she's getting all into it. Uh, she's a big, big, big horror video game person. So uh, her uh, Instagram is Nurse Puff, <laughs> which is N-U-R-S-P-U-F. And, uh, yeah, she posts some really cool stuff. So if you liked her in the past on her video game episodes, then you'll like her Instagram as well. There you go. All right, fellas, let's wrap it up. Um, just want to, again, thank everyone for listening, and uh, thank you guys for joining me once again. And I'll just say bye for now. Bye. Laters. All right. Oh, man, that fucking... <laughs> That um, Tsukumo box set, Mike, is like $200. The now. what box set? That uh, uh, that Tsukamoto box set. Oh, yeah. With, uh, the, the Tetsuo uh, movies and some of the other stuff. Yeah, I, I was doing, uh, I was with my buddy the other night, and we were going through all the Arrow. Like, the American World in London one's super expensive. My Ringu one is super expensive. Robocop, they're all like over $100 if you want to get them. Jesus. Yeah. I should start selling some of my original Arrow runs. Those got to be going for. They have to be. when they used to. When they used to be the white packaging and a slip cover, you could only get them uh, in the uh, region B. Yeah, I got the the Dawn of the Dead one of that. Yep. Yeah, I got a shitload of those. I got all the Argentos. The yeah, Dawn I got of the, the Dead, Maniac Dead. Cop one as well. Oh, nice. Shit. Sell it off. Maybe I could afford one of these <laughs> Tetsumuko boxes. <laughs> you can afford one Criterion Blu-ray. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You get them during the buy one, get one. You're like, this still isn't a good price. <laughs> <laughs>